As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Bringing the Word to Life, the Bible in a Year. Second Book of Samuel, chapters 17 and 18. Ahithophel said to Absalom, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. I would attack him while he is weary and weak. I would strike him with terror, and then all the people with him will flee. I would strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you. Death of the man you seek will mean the return of all. All the people will be unharmed. This plan seemed good to Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. But Absalom said, Summon also Hushai the archite so that we can hear what he has to say. When Hushai came to him, Absalom said, Ahithophel has given this advice. Should we do what he says? If not, give us your opinion. Hashai replied to Absalom, The advice Ahithophel has given you is not good this time. You know your father and his men. They are fighters and as fierce as a wild boar robbed of her cubs. Besides, your father is an experienced fighter. He will not spend the night with the troops. Even now he is hidden in a cave or some other place. If he should attack your troops first, whoever hears about it will say, there has been a slaughter among the troops who follow Absalom. Then even the bravest soldier, whose heart is like the heart of a lion, will melt with fear. For all Israel knows that your father is a fighter. Those with him are brave. So I advise you, let all Israel, from Dan to Sheba, as numerous as the sand on the seashore, be gathered to you, with you yourself leading them into battle. Then we will attack him wherever he may be found, and we will fall on him as the dew settles on the ground. Neither he nor any of his men will be left alive. If he withdraws into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city and we will drag it down to the valley until not even a piece of it can be found. Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The advice of Hushai the Archite is better than that of Ahithophel, for the Lord has determined to frustrate the good advice of Ahithophel in order to bring disaster on Absalom. Hashai told Zedok and Abiathar the priests, Ahithophel has advised Ahabram and the... Hashai told Zedok and Abiathar the priests, Ahithophel has advised Absalom and the elders of Israel to do such and such, but I have advised them to do so and so. Now send a message immediately and tell David, do not spend the night at the fords in the desert, cross over without fail. 
or the king and all the people with him will be swallowed up. Jonathan and Ahimaaz were staying at Enrogel. The servant girl was to go and inform them, and they were to go and tell King David, for they could not risk being seen entering the city. But a young man saw them and told Absalom. So the two men of them left quickly and went to the house of a man in Bahurim. He had a well in his courtyard, and they climbed down into it. His wife took a covering and spread it over the opening of the well and scattered grain over it. No one knew anything about it. When Absalom's men came to the woman at the house, they asked, Where are Ahimazar and Jonathan? The woman answered them, They crossed over the brook. The men searched but found no one, so they returned to Jerusalem. After the men had gone, the two climbed out of the well and went to inform King David. They said to him, Set out and cross the river at once. Ahithophel has advised such and such against you, so David and all the people with him set out and crossed the Jordan. By daybreak no one was left who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his advice had not been followed, he saddled his donkey and set out for his house in his hometown. He put his house in order and hanged himself. So he died and was buried in his father's tomb. David went to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel, as Absalom had appointed Amasa over the army in place of Joab. Amasa was the son of a man named Jetha, an Israelite who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, the sister of Zeruai, the mother of Joab. The Israelites and Absalom camped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanem, Shobai, son of Nahesh from Rabbah of the Ammonites, and Machir, son of Amiel from Lidabah, and Barsillai the Gilead from Rogelim, brought bedding and bowls and articles of pottery. They also brought wheat and barley, flour and roasted grain, beans and lentils, honey and curds, sheep and cheese for cow's milk for David and his people to eat. For they said, the people have become hungry, tired and thirsty in the desert. David mustered the men who were with him and appointed over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. David sent the troops out, a third under the command of Joab, a third under Joab's brother Abishai, son of Zeruah, and a third under Ittai the Gittite. The king told the troops, I myself will surely march out with you. The men said, You must not go out. If we are forced to flee, they won't care about us. But if half of us die, they won't care. But you are worth ten thousand of us. It would be better now for you to give us support from the city. The king answered, I will do whatever seems best to you. So the king stood beside the gate while all the men marched out in units of hundreds and of thousands. The king commanded Joab, Abishai, and Ittai, be gentle with the young man Absalom for my sake. And all the troops heard the king give orders concerning Absalom to each of the commanders. And the army marched into the field to fight Israel, and the battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. There the army of Israel was defeated by David's men, and the casualties that day were great. Twenty thousand men. 
battles spread out over the whole countryside and the forest claimed more lives that day than the sword. Now Absalom happened to meet David's men. He was riding his mule and as the mule went under the thick branches of a large oak, Absalom's head got caught in the tree. He was left hanging in midair while the mule he was riding kept on going. When one of the men saw this, he told Joab, I have seen Absalom hanging in an oak tree. Joab said to the man who told him this, What? You saw him? Why didn't you strike him to the ground right there? Then I would have had to give you ten shekels of silver and a warrior's belt. But the man replied, Even if a thousand shekels were weighed out into my hands, I would not lift my hand against the king's son. In our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai and Atei, Protect the young man Absalom for my sake. If I put my life in jeopardy and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have kept your distance from me. Job said, I'm not going to wait like this for you. So he took three javelins in his hand and plunged them into Absalom's heart while Absalom was still alive in the oak tree. Then ten of Job's armor-bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him and killed him. Then Job sounded the trumpet and the troops stopped pursuing Israel, for Job halted them. They took Absalom, threw him into a big pit in the forest and piled up a large heap of rocks over him. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. During his lifetime, Absalom had taken a pillar and erected it in the king's valley as a monument to himself, for he thought, I have no son to carry on the memory of my name. He named the pillar after himself, and it is called Absalom's Monument to this day. Now, Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, said, let me run and take the news to the king that the Lord has delivered him from the hand of his enemies. You are not the one to take the news to him, Job told him. You may take the news another time, but you must not do so today, because the king's son is dead. Then Job said to a Cushite, Go and tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed down before Joab, and ran off. Ahimaaz, son of Zedok, again said to Job, Come, what may? Please let me run behind the Cushite. But Job replied, My son, why do you want to go? You don't have any news that will bring you a reward. He said, Come, what may? I want to run. So Job said, Run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. While David was sitting between the inner and outer gates, the watchman went up to the roof of the gateway by the wall, and he looked out, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out to the king and reported it. The king said, if he is alone, he must have good news. And the man came closer and closer. Then the watchman saw another man running, and he called down to the gateway, look, another man running alone. The king said, he must be bringing good news too. The watchman said, It seems to me that the first one runs like Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. He's a good man, the king said. He comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz called out to the king, All is well. 
He bowed down before the king with his face to the ground and said, Praise be to the Lord your God. He has delivered up the men who lifted their hands against my lord the king. King asked, Is the young man Absalom safe? Ahimaaz answered, I saw great confusion. Just as Joab was about to send the king's servant and me, your servant, I don't know what it was. The king said, Stand aside and wait here. So he stepped aside and stood there. Then the Cushite arrived and said, My lord the king, hear the good news. The lord has delivered you today from all who rose up against you. The king asked the Cushite, Is the young man Absalom safe? The Cushite replied, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to harm you be like that young man. The king was shaken, and he went up to the room over the gateway and wept. As he went, he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. 2 John chapter 1 The Elder To the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning, I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face, so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister, who is chosen by God, send their greetings. Psalm 86 Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. 
When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear you and fear your name. Verse 11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me, because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness, that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk slash Bible. This reading has been taken from the NIV Bible Biblica and is published by Hodder and Stoughton.